You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete the Vet is here, Pete Weatherburn, and uh, we're hearing about pet owners are asking for some of their beloved uh, animals' cremated ashes for use in all sorts of ways. So tell us the procedure and uh, people have lost pets and the decision is what to do with them. Some people bury in the back garden and others send away for cremation or whatever. What what usually happens with people? Well, I please? suppose what you've said is the, the two most obvious choices are either burying yourself burying in your own, wherever you want to, want to bury your pet, and there are local authority regulations which you may or may not want to look into as far as that's concerned. A lot of people do still bury small pets in their gardens if they have a big enough garden. Um, so that's the first choice people have. The second choice is to leave the pet with the vet generally. And if the pet's left with the vet, the vet then has to cremate the animal. That's what they're legally obliged to do. So they have to arrange for cremation. And cremation can be done either as what would be called group cremation. In other words, you know, several animals' bodies are cremated in the, at the same time um, and the ashes aren't separated out and returned to the owner. So group cremation is the first option. The second option is individual cremation where there's a separate um, cremating machine and the, the animal's uh, body is placed into that machine separately and then at the end of the cremation the ashes are removed and put into a small container um, and then return to the vet clinic and then return to the owner. So group cremation and individual cremation are the two main methods. Um, the, until recently there was only one um, pet crematorium in Ireland uh, serving the whole the whole country but in, in recent years there have been several smaller ones that are set up that sometimes offer more what you might call bespoke services. For example they, they might visit your home to collect the animal's body and they might then um, they do things like videoing the whole process of the ash, of the cremation happening and then they return um, the ashes to you in person to your home. So there are other options that are out there these days. But for most people it still goes back to generally either keeping the animal's body themselves or leaving the animal's body with, with the vet and those are the choices. Right, and I mean, do people, you know, think about this ahead of time or does the vet very nicely suggest what options there are, you know? I, I, I suspect most people don't think about it ahead of time too much, although we try to encourage people to do that, because at the time when an animal dies, it's very, very upsetting, and, and the last thing that you want to be bothered about is sort of the mundane practicalities. You, you know, you, you want to kind of just get on with your grief, really, and yes, mourning the I loss suppose of the they can't, You know, even though we're talking about pets and, and not humans, but the emotional attachment, of course, mm. is huge. Yeah. And people might think, oh, there's the, the poor little pet cat or the poor little dog being taken away. And they sort of imagine the process in their heads and mm -hmm. they just sort of can't come to terms with the the body, the remains of the dog going into this machine and being burned up, you know? It's, yeah, well, it's, I suppose it's similar with, with when, when humans die. People don't like to think about the actual reality, the, the practicality of what actually goes on. Um, I think most people do sort of separate out you know, their pet, their beloved pet from their pet's body to some extent. You know, they, they understand it's not their pet's that's being cremated, it's their pet's remains, literally. Um, I mean, I, I think most vets would feel very strongly that pet's remains should be treated with, with respect, you know, um, but that they don't 
they can't suffer. They, you know, they, the, the the remains are, are inert and um, yes, you know, that sort of stuff. But what happens afterwards with the ashes? I think is a good question because let's say somebody gets back there, individuals pets ashes what do they do with them and i think a lot of people find it difficult to know what to do with them um i know for example that many of these individual ashes are still at our vet practice because people never pick them up they like the idea of having the individual cremation but then they can't really bring themselves to go and collect the ashes they find that too upsetting or something um so that's one thing um another thing is you can there are various uh, unusual things you can you can have done with the ashes for example you can get a, a swirl of the ashes included in a glass um, pendant as as uh, as a form of jewellery, so you can then, if you like, have your your uh, remnant of your pet around your neck whenever you want to, um, or you can even get the ashes compressed into a special kind of diamond. You send off the ashes in, in the post, and they squash them down in some high pressure machine and make them into a little jewel for you. That's another possibility. Or another one I just heard about today was you can you can actually use your pet's ashes in what's called memorial tattoos. And really? Uh, yeah, and they, they actually do this with humans as well, funnily enough, um, with human ashes. It's called um, ta- Ashes Tattoo Ink. Um, and, and basically, what they do is they combine a small amount of, of the ashes with some ink, and then rather than just using straight ink in the tattoo, they use this mix of, of, of ashes and ink inside the tattoo so if you like you i mean i have seen people who've got tattoos on them that they they get tattoos to remember somebody who's been very close to them who's died so i suppose this is kind of an extension of that you can actually have um you know part of the person or the animal in your tattoo as part of your body which is kind of intriguing stuff Right, okay. So, but I think, I think basically what happens is people do what feels right to them. And I think it, it does make sense to think about it in advance, especially if you've got an elderly pet who, you know, they're 14, 15 years of age, they're obviously perhaps coming towards the end of their lives. It does make sense to, to ask about what's available and to make the plans beforehand rather than feeling under pressure and then perhaps making a decision that you might regret afterwards. Peter Weatherburn, our vet from Bray Vet and Old Connor uh, Avenue in Bray. Thanks for coming in, Pete. And uh, you can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website, which is petethevet.com. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thank you. Good morning to you.